So my big impossible right now. So my impossible is. My impossible. The impossible. I think the impossible. An impossible dream that I think we could pull off one day would be. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Lauren Culp, a collaborative and tenacious leader skilled at balancing strategy and execution. Lauren is a vibrant human being who dreams boldly, cherishes the summer, and never misses a chance to spike a volleyball or race down a water slide. Lauren is also the publisher and CEO at CU Insight. This is Lauren's story. People who know you best will describe you as... For those who know me from my work life, you'll probably hear driven, passionate, strategic, maybe like quick. I, I like to move on to the next thing pretty quickly. Also collaborative, probably hopefully warm. But for those who know me outside of work, you also might hear things like uh, runs on coffee, a little bit dramatic from time to time, work hard, but also rest hard, not even play hard, just probably rest hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone say rest hard. I like that. That's good. Yeah, I like my nine hours of sleep a night, which may not always be the case, but for now, it's really nice. <laughs> Great. What about today's version of yourself would impress your 10 years younger self? I am unapologetic today about who I am, about what I want, about what I, what I want to go after. And as a younger version of myself, like so many women are, I, I was unsure a lot or felt like I was too much or like I needed to apologize for myself and, and you know be a little quieter. And I think that the balance that I feel today is between continuing to evolve, continuing to grow, constantly learning, but also at the same time being really secure and confident and being able to say, this is who I am. This is me. Take it or leave it. You know, I'm really, I think that level of maybe unapologetic confidence, which I feel like also you have to work out over time and, and kind of earn, but something that I think would have impressed 10 years younger, Lauren. Love that. What is your most unpopular music decision? I, I might get hate for this answer. I do not really listen to full albums ever. Mm. So on some other podcasts, I've heard like, what's the best album of all time? Um, shout out to people who asked that question because it's a great question. I rarely listen to full albums. So I just will let Spotify pick my music for me based on what they tell me that I like. So, <laughs> so that's my unpopular music opinion. <laughs> Do you use the DJ on Spotify? No, I haven't. I just looked, I just listened to my daily mix list. Is there a DJ? Yes. So you must find the DJ. I find it to be so amazing. It's almost, I think, exponentially, maybe 2x better than the daily list because it mixes things up and it will say things like, oh, these are some songs that you were listening to typically on Mondays or in 2019, you were listening to this kind of song. Like it's wow. really great. Yes. Well, you know what I'm doing after this. is right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which book, poem, song has said the words you couldn't say? I love the movie La La Land. And in that movie, there's a song, I think it's called Audition, but the fools who dream is kind of the thing that it's known by. But the chorus says, 
Here's to the ones who dream foolish as they may seem, but here's to the hearts that ache and here's to the mess we make. And listen to the whole song because it's so much more eloquent. There's so many other parts that I could probably like quote it all, but I'm just obsessed with this idea that we dream big and we might make messes along the way because that's how you make art and that's how you make something beautiful. And maybe it's foolish to have really big audacious dreams, but to really honor that and honor that, you know, the biggest things that anyone in human history has ever accomplished were because someone dared to think big and dream even bigger. So if you have not heard that song or seen the movie La La Land, that's my, that's my favorite one. I'm going to have to re-listen to that song. When was the last time you danced so hard that your feet were sore? You know, if you know me, you know that I'm often wearing heels. And so it doesn't really take much. To <laughs> 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 probably dancing at uh, a wedding. Some of my dear friends in Madison got married last summer. So probably dancing at their wedding, if dancing is the thing. But if it's just feet being sore, that would happen pretty regularly. Most conferences, I think, about 10 a.m. <laughs> What gets an undeserved bad reputation? I have so many things that I think get a bad reputation, but I'm going to go with just being loud, being a squeaky wheel. You know, we all want to go with the flow and we're rewarded for doing that a lot of times. But if the flow's not working, there's just so much power in speaking up. And Tansley, I read an article that you wrote recently about, about that very thing. And that was kind of on my mind too. So be, being loud, being uh, being unapologetically yourself. Hmm. What's your favorite thing that someone you admire does? My partner, Tim, brings me coffee in bed every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so great. That's my first answer. I, and I do admire him so much. And it's just one of my favorite things to get some coffee before I have to get out of bed. But more seriously, my really dear friend, Marnie Gerkart, who I think the world of, she just has this super strength where she brings people together wherever she goes and thinks outside the box and creates community. And it's just kind of a magic, magnetic way. And so I, I love what she does and the kind of way that she brings life to everything that she does. So I, I don't know how you even quantify it or say what it is, but it's it's just something magical. And uh, I love that. I love that about her. Mm. Tell us about your impossible. My possible, my most recent impossible probably is figuring out how to run and grow a company as a first time CEO through a pandemic that happened just a couple months after I started. And I've been doing it five years now, but when I started, I was in my late 20s. And so it sounds impossible. Um, you know, we we made it possible. We more than doubled in size. We did some really exciting things that none of us even dreamed were possible. But it's a, it's a lot. If you had told me back then, okay, not only are you going to be doing all these things, but you're also going to have to figure out alongside the rest of the world how to navigate running a company through the pandemic, you know, all of that, it, it seems very insurmountable. What would be the name of the music album representing the next era in your life? I think it would be something along the lines of like flexing your limits or like flexing your wings or, you know, pushing the boundaries. So I think flexing your limits is what I'm going to go with. Mm, pushing the edge. Yeah. So you mentioned at least one of these, but what are some of the challenges you faced that seemed insurmountable at the time? You know, I hadn't ever 
directly led people before moving into this role as a CEO at C1 Site, which is um, untraditional for someone running a company. And I think just scaling a company in general, learning how to lead effectively and develop really great relationships with my board and our clients and our industry and my team and kind of add on the, the pandemic. But I think a lot of times, you know, you kind of hear things from other people and you can decide whether or not to let those be part of your narrative. But, you know, people will say, hey, you're you're really young for this position or you don't have the experience to probably do this well. So I think for for me, a lot of it was just tactically, you know, how how do I become a leader that people want to follow and people enjoy working for? And also, how do we accomplish these big goals that we have? I'm pretty stubborn. And so when I set my mind to something, I, I have this uh, conviction that I can learn it and I can work my way somewhere. You know, if nothing else, I can put in the hard work and I can figure out how to how to do something. So there are definitely challenges, a lot of uh, a lot of hard work, and I have an amazing, very supportive board who I give a lot of credit to. Team that makes my job easy, but but it's a lot learning how to do all of those things. And at the same time, you are the you're the top person, and also as a CEO, you know, and you know this, Tansy, you're kind of like the middle point of of an hourglass where you've got your board that you report to, all the people who report to you. But it's it can be lonely, and so trying to figure out how to navigate leading people, leading a company, scaling a company product development, you know, strategy. And, you know, at the same time, there's these big world events. It's it's insurmountable seeming. And also the, the people around us make it possible. Was there a point during your journey that you felt like giving up? No, not for me. Not that I wanted to give up. I'm a very determined person. So I kind of double down. <laughs> Which is not to say that there are not a lot of growing pains along the way. I thrive on feedback, truly. And so I really appreciate even tough feedback or friction along the way. I feel like, you know, this is tough. I could give up or I could take what I can from this. Even if it's feedback I don't agree with, there's always something to be learned about the person, the relationship, the situation. And so I think for me, I, I may be a little too hard-headed to feel like I want to give up. <laughs> I'm like, no, I will figure this out. I, I can do it in this case, but at least not yet. We'll, we'll see if there's ever a point, uh, but not so far. What's one thing you learned about yourself while going through this impossibility? Hmm. I'm really a strong individual contributor. And when I am stressed, I think my instinct is to say, I'll do it. I'll do it myself. I, I got that. And to scale, that is not what you want to do or what you want to lean on and, and being able to develop others and bring them along. I think doing something for someone feels easy to me and it doesn't do them any favors. It doesn't do me any favors. And so uh, that's one of the things that I've learned the most about myself. And many people probably have learned that before they get to, <laughs> to being the one running the company. But I, I think for myself, learning how to let, let go and let other people do it has been one of the biggest learnings. And sometimes I still have that kind of instinct when I'm stressed, when there's stress or, you know, when there's a lot going on. And then I think the other thing is I, I have, really high expectations and high standards. And I hold myself to them. And also I hold our, our team to them and a lot of drive. I'm, I've got big goals and you know it's not for everyone and that's okay. And so I, I've kind of learned 
and relearned maybe the magic of having a close network and some people to lean on and bounce ideas on and people who I get to support too. And so it's this amazing living thing that really exponentially grows our capacity and our effectiveness and our ability to make an impact. But so that's a couple things, I guess. I, I, I've learned about myself, what my uh, stress reaction can be. And also that uh, having a team that is really committed to the same, same big goals is, is so important. What's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction and use the fire in their bellies to bring their impossible dreams to life? We have one life, you know, one shot. Mm -hmm. And it might be foolish to dream and, and crazy to think big and go back to my favorite song from La La Land, but our time is so precious and so fleeting. And wouldn't you rather be the one who tried and gave it your all and maybe didn't succeed wouldn't you rather be that person than the one who left the canvas blank because they didn't think that they could do it? So I know I would. I would rather make a mess than not try at all. What do you look forward to most in the next 12 months? I love summertime. I look forward to the summer every year. For us at work, it is a real time of strategy. That's when we do a lot of our strategic planning, but it also slows down a bit. So in my personal life, it's more of a time of rest and adventure and my summertime life always feels very rich and full. You know, you get to stay out late because the sun is still up and do what I love, explore the world a little bit with the people I love. So I'm looking forward to uh, some good summer. Mm. What's your next impossible, my friend? I think it's just continuing to uh, climb the mountain, scaling the the amazing work that Seawinside is doing, building new things with this world that seems to have a lot of opportunity around every corner and also a lot of noise around every corner. You know, how do you find focus and bring something to life that maybe doesn't exist, but there's so much noise. How do you figure out what that is and also figure out how to use your voice to, to have people listen. So bringing something new to life is impossible and it's also magical and so more to come. Who's someone else who should share their story with us? Julie Ferguson, if you have that's a great idea. She is amazing. She is the most intelligent, passionate person and just really like has this magnetic personality. I'm always like, I want to be around you, Julie. <laughs> but everything she does is so fantastic, so insightful for credit unions. And I love her story. The world, uh, the world needs more Julie, Julie Ferguson. And Tansley, you brought Julie and I together. Julie is who connected me to my role at CU Insights. So I owe her, but I also just adore her. So my story with Lauren is a wonderful example of really how talent leaps into your life and can make such a difference. When we interviewed Lauren to lead the Cooperative Trust, we were in a unique place with the Cooperative Trust, which is, for those who are not credit union junkies, an uh, organization that is helping credit unions to embrace the next generation and help them see their futures with us. And the Cooperative Trust had been through several transitions and leadership there is unique because unlike many roles, there is a connectedness to a stage of life that is important. And Lauren brought a gravitas to that role that it really needed to graduate to the next place. And I think to 
become truly uh, interconnected and woven part of the fabric of our industry, which to me leaves her at the center of, I hope, what is the future of our industry. And, you know, she just came with such confidence. I remember her first GAC, she asked me what was one thing that she might try to do. And I said, well, you should try to get on the stage with Nussel. <laughs> and, you know, she went right in and asked. And so, you know, what you got to love about Lauren is that she is unapologetically bold. You know exactly what she believes. And I'm just so lucky to have walked with her in early stages of her career and to call her friend now. So the article that I wrote for CU Insight this week was really all about the intersection of our lives. And, you know, I'm not a big believer that there's much distinction between your personal and professional life. It all blurs a lot. And for me, this year has been one of the more difficult years of my life. And what I've seen in my daughter, Mackenzie, who's 13 in the seventh grade is such a reminder of what it meant to me to be in the seventh grade and the impact that experiences can have on us that can cause us at times to really dim our light and you know what Lauren represents I think is such the opposite of that she is so so much better than I have ever been at really understanding who she is and never letting other people's shade <laughs> dim her and and that's really what the article is about is you know how do you find that space how do you relight that flame every time it goes out so certainly if you go to my linkedin you can find it posted there if you go to see you insight it's right there which i think is cuinsight.com so you can definitely find that article anywhere you want to find it I love the fact that she said flexing wings because I don't say it quite that right way, right? I talk about cushions and wings. And what I love is this idea of flexing wings, which I think adds another dimension to what I'm talking about. You know, I think it when I talk about wings, it really is taking that opportunity, stretching yourself, trying something even if you fall. And I think what Lauren is really talking about is flexing the muscle to do that. And I love the way she brought that to life. It's brilliant. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.